In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Dear brothers and sisters, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today, we gather together to herald with the whole Church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's Paschal Mystery, that is to say, of his Passion and Resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that, being made by his grace sharers of the cross, we may have a share also in his resurrection and his life. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, sanctify these branches with your blessing, that we who follow Christ, the King in exaltation, may reach the eternal Jerusalem through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Then when they were near Jerusalem and had come in sight of Bethridge on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go to the village facing you, and you will immediately find a tethered donkey and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you are to say, The Master needs them and will send them back directly. This took place to fulfil the prophecy. Say to the daughter of Zion, Look, your king comes to you. He is humble, he rides on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. So the disciples went out and did as Jesus had told them. They brought the donkey and the colt. Then they laid their cloaks on their backs and he sat on them. Great crowds of people spread their cloaks on the road. While others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in his path. The crowds who went in front of him and those who followed were all shouting Hosanna to the son of David. Blessings on him who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. And when he entered Jerusalem the whole city was in turmoil. Who is this? People asked, and the crowds answered, This is the prophet, Jesus from Nazareth, in Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord.
let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who as an example of humility for the human race to follow, caused our Saviour to take flesh and submit to the cross, graciously grant that we may heed his lesson of patient suffering and so merit a share in his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord has given me a disciple's tongue, so that I may know how to reply to the wearied. He provides me with speech. Each morning he wakes me to hear, to listen like a disciple. The Lord has opened my ear. For my part, I made no resistance. Neither did I turn away. I offered my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who tore at my beard. I did not cover my face against insult and spittle. The Lord comes to my help, so that I am untouched by the insults. So too, I set my face like flint. I know I shall not be shamed. The Word of the Lord My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All who see, see me deride me. They curl their lips. They toss their heads. He trusted in the Lord. Let him save him. Let him release him if this is his friend. Many dogs have surrounded me. A band of the wicked beset me. They tear holes in my hands and my feet. I can count every one of my bones. They divide my clothing among them. They cast lots for my robe. O Lord, do not leave me alone. My strength, make haste to help me. I will tell your name to my brethren and praise you where they are assembled. You who fear the Lord, give him praise. All sons of Jacob, give him glory. Revere him, Israel's sons. A reading from the letter of St Paul to the Philippians. His state was divine, yet Jesus did not cling to his equality with God, but emptied himself to assume the condition of a slave and became as men are, and being as all men are, he was humble yet, even to accepting death, death on a cross. But God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names, so that all beings in the heavens, on the earth, and in the underworld, should bend the knee at the name of Jesus, and that every tongue should acclaim Jesus Christ as Lord, to the glory of God the Father. 
the word of the Lord. A reading of the Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. And they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or they may, there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume ointment. And while she poured it on his head, he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? They asked. This oil could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. And aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing. The poor you will have always with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this oil on my body, she did it to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. One of the twelve, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you prepared to give me if I hand him over to you? And they paid him thirty silver pieces. And from that moment, he looked for an opportunity to betray him. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus to say, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? And he replied, Go to so-and-so in the city and say to him, The master says, My time is near. It's at your house that I am keeping Passover with my disciples. The disciples did what Jesus told them and prepared the Passover. And when the evening came, he was at table with the twelve disciples. And while they were eating, he said, I tell you solemnly, one of you is about to betray me. They were greatly distressed and started asking him in turn, not I, Lord, surely. He answered, Someone who has dipped his hand into the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man is going to his fate, as the scriptures say he will. But alas for that man, by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Better for that man, if he had never been born. Judas, who was to betray him, asked him in his turn, not I, Rabbi, surely. Jesus answered, They are your own words. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and when he had said the blessing, he broke it 
and gave it to his disciples and said, Take it and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had returned thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink all of you from this, for this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, which is to be poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. From now on, I tell you, I shall not drink wine until the day I drink the new wine with you in the kingdom of my Father. After Psalms had been sung, they left for the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all lose faith in me in this night, for the scripture says, I shall strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after my resurrection, I shall go before you to Galilee. At this, Peter said, Though all lose faith in you, I will never lose faith. And Jesus answered him, I tell you solemnly, this very night, before the cock crows, you will have disowned me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus came with them into a small estate called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Stay here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him, and sadness came over him in great distress. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful to the point of death. Wait here and keep awake with me. And going on a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me by. Nevertheless, let it be as you, not I, would have it. He came back to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Though you not the strength to keep awake with me one hour, you should be awake, and praying not to be put to the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed. My father, if this cup cannot pass by without my drinking it, your will be done. And he came back again and found them sleeping. Their eyes were so heavy. Leaving them there, he went again and prayed for the third time, repeating the same words. Then he came back to the disciples and said to them, You can sleep on now and take your rest. Now the hour has come when the Son of Man is to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us go. My betrayer is already close at hand. He was still speaking when Judas, one of the twelve, appeared, and with him a large number of men, armed with swords and clubs, sent by the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the traitor had arranged a sign with them. He had said, The one I kiss, he is the man. Take him in your charge. So he went straight up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, My friend, do what you are here for. 
Then they came forward, seized Jesus, and took him in charge. At that, one of the followers of Jesus grasped his sword and drew it. He struck out at the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Jesus then said, Put your sword back, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, who would promptly send more than twelve legions of angels to my defence? But then, how would the scripture be fulfilled that says this is the way it is to be? It was at this time that Jesus said to the crowds, Am I a brigand, that you had to set out to capture me with swords and clubs? I sat teaching in the, table, in the temple day after day, and you never laid a hand on me. Now all this happened to fulfil the prophecies in scripture. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. The men who had arrested Jesus led him off to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter followed him at a distance. And when he reached the high priest's palace, he went in and sat down with the attendants to see what the end would be. The chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin was looking for evidence against Jesus, however false, on which they might pass the death sentence. But they could not find any, though several lying witnesses came forward. Eventually two stepped forward and made a statement. This man said, I have power to destroy the temple of God and in three days build it up. The high priest then stood up and said to him, have you no answer to that? What is this evidence these men are bringing against you? But Jesus was silent, and the high priest said to him, I put you on oath by the living God to tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus answered, The words are your own. Moreover, I tell you that from this time, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. At this, the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has blasphemed. What need of witnesses have we now? There, you've just heard the blasphemy. What is your opinion? And they answered, He deserves to die. Then they spat in his face and hit him with their fists. Others said, as they struck him, Play the prophet Christ, and who hit you then? Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in front of them all, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. And when he went out to the gateway, another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again, with an oath, he denied it. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, You are one of them for sure, why your accent gives you away. Then he started calling down curses on himself and swearing. I do not know the man, 
At that moment the cock crew and Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before the cock crows, you will have disowned me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people met in council to bring about the death of Jesus. They had him bound and led him away to hand him over to Pilate, the governor. And when he found that Jesus had been condemned, Judas, his betrayer, was filled with remorse and took the thirty pieces of silver back to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned. I have betrayed innocent blood. And they replied, What is that to us? That is your concern. And flinging down the silver pieces in the sanctuary, he made off and went and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the silver pieces and said, It's against the law to put this money into the treasury. It's blood money. So they discussed the matter and bought the potter's field with it as a graveyard for foreigners. And this is why the field is called Field of Blood today. The words of the prophet Jeremiah were then fulfilled, and they took thirty silver pieces, the sum at which, at which the precious one was priced by the children of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, just as the Lord directed me. Jesus then was brought before the governor, and the governor put to him this question. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus replied, It was you who say it. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he refused to answer at all. Pilate then said to him, Do you not hear how many charges they have brought against you? But to the governor's complete amazement, he offered no reply to any of the charges. At festival time, it was the governor's practice to release a prisoner for the people, anyone they chose. Now, there was at that time a notorious prisoner whose name was Barabbas. So when the crowd gathered, Pilate said to them, Which do you want me to release for you? Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called Christ. For Pilate knew it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. Now, as he was seated in the chair of judgment, his own wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that man. I have been so upset all day by a dream I had about him. The chief priests and the elders, however, had persuaded the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas and the execution of Jesus. So when the governor spoke and asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What am I to do with Jesus who is called Christ? And they all said, Let him be crucified. Pilate asked, Why? What harm has he done? But they shouted all the louder, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw that he was making no impression, that in fact a riot was imminent. So he took some water 
washed his hands in front of the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It's your own concern. And the people to a man shouted back, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. He ordered Jesus to be first scourged and then handed over to be crucified. Governor soldiers took Jesus with them into the praetorium and collected the whole co cohort round him. Then they stripped him and made him wear a scarlet cloak and having twisted some thorns into a crown they put it on his head and placed a reed on his right hand and to make fun of him they knelt to him saying Hail King of the Jews and they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head with it and when they'd finished making fun of him they took off the cloak and dressed him in his own clothes and led him away to crucify him on their way out they came across a man from Cyrene Simon by name and enlisted him to carry his cross when they'd reached a place called Golgotha that is the place of the skull they gave him, a, gave him wine to drink. And when they'd finished crucifying him, they shared out his clothing by casting lots. And they sat down and stayed there, keeping guard over him. Above his head was placed the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. At the same time, two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. The passers-by jeered at him. They shook their head and said, So, you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days? Then save yourself. If you are God's son, come down from the cross. The chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him in the same way, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He put his trust in God. Now let God rescue him if he wants him. For he did say, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him taunted him in the same way. From the sixth hour, there was a darkness over the, all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you deserted me? When some of those who stood round heard this, they said, This man is calling in Elijah. And one of them quickly ran to a sponge, to get a sponge, which he dipped in the vinegar and putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. The rest of them said, wait, see if Elijah will come and save him. But Jesus again, crying out in a loud voice, yielded up his spirit.
At that, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, the rocks were split, the tombs opened, and the bodies of many holy men rose from the dead. And these, after his resurrection, came out of tombs, entered the holy city, and appeared to a number of people. Meanwhile, the centurion, together with the others, guarding Jesus, had seen the earthquake and all that was taking place, and they were terrified and said, In truth this was a son of God. And many women there, watching from a distance, the same women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and looked after him, and among them were Mary of Magdala and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. When it was evening, there came a rich man of Arimathea called Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. The man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate thereupon ordered it to be handed over. So Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean shroud, and put it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. He then rolled a large stone across the entrance of the tomb and went away. Now, Mary of Magdala and the other Mary was there, sitting opposite the tomb. Next day, that is, when preparation day was over, the chief priests and the Pharisees went in a body to Pilate and said to him, Your Excellency, we recall that this impostor said, while he was still alive, After three days I shall rise again. Therefore give the order to have the sepulchre kept secure until the third day, for fear his disciples come and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. This last piece of fraud would be worse than what went before. Pilate said to them, You may have your guards. Go and make all as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, putting seals in the stone and mounting a guard. In Holy Week, the Passion of Christ is read to us twice. Once on Good Friday, always from the Gospel of St John, and secondly on Palm Sunday, from the Gospel of St Matthew, Luke, Mark, depending on which cycle of readings that we find ourselves in. This Palm Sunday this year, we read from the Gospel of St Matthew, I think we recognise that every gospel has its slant. The evangelist tells us that from his point of view and what might suit or be understood by the community to which it is addressed to his listeners. So it is with Matthew and we know that his community is said to be made up of 
exclusively Jewish converts. He therefore tells the story in a way that they will understand. But if you read the Gospel of St Matthew, you'll find that there are lots of references to Jewish customs, to the law, and even Jesus himself is pictured as being like the new Moses. All through Matthew's telling of the Passion, Jesus himself is pictured as serene and accepting and as faithful to his mission. His opponents are often seen as agitated. As you've heard uh, today, the opening scene takes place in Simon's house. Two things are contrasted. The woman who anoints Jesus' feet and the betrayal of Jesus at Judas. It might have been expected that a person of rank would have his feet washed by a servant when he came in dusty from the road outside and the journey to a person's home. But it would never be a woman that did this and certainly not in the fashion that we hear. In the telling of the story of the Gospel and to the Jewish converts, the oil that's used would have meant much more than just being an emollient. The prophets, the kings and the priests were all anointed. And here, it's as if Jesus himself is being anointed. You might know that the very word Messiah and its Greek equivalent Christ means the anointed one. There is clearly then a significance for Matthew's listeners beyond just the cleaning of Jesus' feet or a welcome gesture to an important guest. Jesus commends the woman, saying that wherever this story is told, she will be acclaimed. There is a contrast, of course, between what she does and what Judas himself does. He looks for an opportunity to betray Jesus for money. The contrast couldn't be greater. The extravagance of the woman's gesture, the meanness of the disciples' actions. We get a sense then of what is about to happen. It's as if the main players now are taking their place and the events are set in motion. The scene then moves uh, to the Last Supper and then on to the Garden of Gethsemane. The Passover Supper meant so much to the Jewish people and would have meant a great deal to Matthew's community. It was the meal that celebrated the freeing of the Israelites from their slavery in Egypt. The meal would be the place then where, Jesus was, where Judas was to betray Jesus. And of course it's a key moment in the Passion story and from this point onwards everything moves forward. There'd also be the meal itself in which Jesus himself would identify himself with the meal itself. Bread broken, the red wine, the blood poured out. But far from being mentioned as the Last Supper as we've come to know it, Jesus mentioned something else. They could look forward to a new meal in which they would all be gathered together again in the kingdom of his Father. In Gethsemane, Jesus, 
who very often teaches in the course of the Gospel the importance of trusting and confident prayer, himself now prays in anguish and fear until he accepts his fate and the moment that has come that the cup itself should not pass. In Gethsemane we hear that the disciples sleep and that seem unable to stay awake. Matthew himself suggests that the sleep is more than a physical tiredness. It's a spiritual emptiness and a lack of awareness of what is to come. The sleep itself is suggested to be more than just physical sleep. It's a spiritual weakness on their part. The innocence of Jesus is contrasted then with the crowd that come against him with aggression and violence. And then the deceit of Judas's kiss further highlights that contrast. The, the narrative, as we heard uh, today, then moves to the religious authorities and then on to Pilate. Peter and Judas's betrayal become key points in the story. Jesus warned on another occasion that the disciples are not to utter oaths, but Peter spits out oaths and of course comes uh, short uh, in his fear and terror for his own life. Judas, full of regret for what he's done, takes his own life. In this part of the story, what we hear then is that the crowd are worked up into a frenzy and spit at Jesus, hit him, they're fired up, as very often religious crowds can be fired up when someone is accused of blasphemy. blasphemy. The scene moves uh, to Pilate's house, and scholars say to us that Matthew heightens the tension in this scene by using Barabbas to escalate the sense of drama in the occasion. It's here in Pilate's house that Jesus is given mocking symbols, a crown, a reed, a purple cloak. But we know that the kingship that they themselves speak of is not the kingship that he claims. It's a kingship beyond these passing things that the symbols represent. The final scene in Matthew's Passion is full of pathos. A stranger carries Jesus' cross. No friend is to be seen. People mock him. The rebels and thieves crucified beside him curse him. Jesus hangs on the cross and utters the words that we hear in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken or abandoned me? It is a prayer, and it is a stark prayer. But instead of hearing only silence, Matthew himself pictures an explosion of triumph in this moment. The dead rise again, the temple is shaken, the veil of the temple is torn in two, Earth shakes, rocks split open, tombs are open, 
saints enter the holy city in Jerusalem and even foreign soldiers recognise him as the Son of God. In that moment of death and failure and darkness, God gives his answer to the prayer of Jesus and to the prayer of all humanity. His death brings life and from the darkness comes light. How even more poignant these days of Holy Week seem to us in these times. These words tell us that instead of darkness, any darkness and fear, all these things are conquered by the love of God. It's by no confidence it's by no coincidence that after he is laid to rest in the tomb, and the first words that Jesus says to all is do not be afraid because there's no need to be afraid. There's never any need to be afraid anymore. In Christ's death, he has conquered death. In Christ's crucifixion, he has brought life and light to all of us. In this holy week in which we enter into the suffering and death of Christ, we enter also into his resurrection that it may bring light to all of us. For all who suffer from the virus, that they may make a speedy and full recovery. Lord, hear us. For nurses, doctors, ambulance personnel and carers looking after the sick, that they may be safe in their work and in the care of those who are ill. Lord, hear us. For those who have lost their life from contracting the virus and for families that grieve their loss, Lord, hear us. And for all families who have to isolate themselves because of close proximity to those who have had the illness, that the time will soon pass and they will be fully well. Lord, hear us. For Pope Francis and for the whole Church, that we may continue to be the body of Christ in the world. Lord, hear us. For all our children and young people, that they may bear the weight of these difficult times in the knowledge that they will, when it's over, be able to return to their life. Lord, hear us. Heavenly Father, with renewed confidence, we make our prayers to you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. 
born of the Father, before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things are made. For as men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Through the passion of your only begotten Son, O Lord, may our reconciliation with you be near at hand, so that, though we do not merit it by our own deeds, yet by this sacrifice made once for all, we may feel already the effects of your mercy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For though innocent, he suffered willingly for sinners and accepted unjust condemnation to save the guilty. His death has washed away our sins and his resurrection has purchased our justification. And so with all the angels we praise you as in joyful celebration we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face and have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin, and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, 
and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only through the word, and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. 
nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that just as through the death of your Son you have brought us to hope for what we believe, so by his resurrection you may lead us to where you call. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just before the final blessing, just to thank you for taking part in the Mass today um, and just to say also that there will be different services uh, through Holy Week which I ask you to attend obviously through uh, this medium. Um, there will be Stations of the Cross and uh, Mass the other part and then of course there will be the Triduum at the end of the week, uh, Holy Thursday, Good Friday and the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday Mass as well. So please do join us for, for those uh, things and make the most of this uh, particular time. We ask Our Lady special protection for us in these days. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy. Hail our life, our sweetness and our hope. To thee do we cry for banished children of Eve. To thee do we send forth sighs, mourning and weeping in the valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy own Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, most holy Mother of God that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Just to say also just before the final blessing that uh, the, the palms are blessed today but I'm not able to distribute them to you obviously because of the, uh, the restrictions that we have. Um, my initial thought was that maybe we could kind of put them at the door and lay them out for you to take but I'd uh, be, be scared that we'd be going against the restrictions which are to stop kind of people moving so much and then also there'd be a chance of maybe you kind of touching uh, the, the palms that other people might be be taking away with them as well so I, I don't think that's quite a safe kind of thing so so what we'll do is we'll, these will be here and when it's all over uh, we'll be able to give you uh, those those palms uh, in the coming uh, future as well the coming uh, weeks and months the Lord be with you and may almighty God bless you the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended.